0: It's growing in grace together. I'm Joel key. Uh, this is a little uh, side podcast that I do in addition to the regular Growing in Grace program with Mike Kappler. That you find uh, you can find that on my website graceroots.org. Another great website that you can go to searchingforgrace.com. That's where you'll find the Searching for Grace comic with Mick Mooney. And Mick Mooney uh, for a third uh, week here is my guest here on Growing in Grace together. Mick, it's been a great conversation. Of conversations already, and I'm looking forward to this one as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back.
0: If people aren't familiar with uh, the Searching for Grace comic or with Mick Mooney, I recommend, I really do recommend that you go to the searchingforgrace.com website, check out some good comics, uh, and the comics are. Really thought-provoking comics. Yes, you're going to get a laugh out of them, but also hopefully it'll give you something to think about uh, wherever you're at in your uh, in your Christian life. Uh, maybe you'll agree with some things. Maybe you're in a place in life where you won't. And one thing that I've I've gotten uh, out of my friendship with Mick is that he's all right with that. Mick, you're cool if people disagree with you, right? And of course you want people to you know, agree with you, but you you and me, we realize not everyone's in the same place and. We're not always gonna always agree on everything.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean at the end of the day it's a, it's a comic, so um you can you can choose to agree with John or disagree or agree with Pastor Moses or disagree and you know, I've had some people that have written to me and said, uh you know, um you know, they say, Oh, I love your comic and they said, You know, I I really wish I agreed with John but I find myself most of the time agreeing with Pastor Moses. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um so, other people have written things where I've done a comic on, you know, you hear a lot of Christianese kind of words like being an armor bearer and mm-hmm. and different things where I kind of play on that and, and write a comic and people might respond and say, actually, you know, there's, there's some really great truth in being an armor bearer and, you know, ultimately that's okay. and Like I said, I just make the comic and I put it out there and, you know, I have a fantastic response. People generally don't... Um, I hope this is the case that um, people can see that it's not being done because I'm bitter or anything, but it's it's done with love and um, with a lot of thought. Uh, and I don't generally get anyone giving me any very negative criticism. You know, people generally come back with really graceful kind of responses, even when they really disagree with something. And and then offline, you know, uh, in comments and stuff, then we can discuss it, and I can share my my point a bit clearer, and sometimes at the end it's like you know, actually, you can believe what you, what you believe. You know, I'm not, I'm not the spirit. You know, right. just, <laughs> just Mick. Yeah, that's a yeah. good
0: point. It's only you know, it's um <clears throat> because I was you know I had, you know, some questions just kind of. I uh, wanted to ask you about how uh, you know your background in the church and how you came to believe what you believe and and uh, one thing that I know is true of you because it's true of of me and everyone else who is who has ever come to believe anything that can be called the truth of the spirit <laughs> is that it has to be the spirit that reveals it and you know it has to be that we can't be the Spirit for other people we can 't make other people believe we can 't make anyone believe what we believe and uh, and that's a good you know that 's a good place to be to understand that you know we can share what we share and, and we got some really good things to share well, obviously we believe that otherwise we wouldn 't do mm-hmm. that, but in the end it's it 's only the Holy Spirit that can reveal truth to people
1: yeah amen you know it's it's our job to lift up Christ and if people can just see him then things will change in their life you know that's that's when people are transformed by the spirit and uh, i think we don't help anybody by telling them what's wrong in their theology Uh, at the end of the day we can just try to show christ and through you know through talking about him how how everything is is found in his reality and and uh, and we can just you know it says where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom and uh and the law condemns but the spirit gives freedom and life and you know, we can take hold of the law to condemn people, but um, only the spirit can really bring freedom and life. And so we can we can lift up the spirit and uh, and and show people Christ, and and then it's up to God, you know. Right. But yeah.
0: So when you're, uh, you know, when you're. Uh Background now, when you were uh, in Australia, because as we 've talked about, you are from Australia, and if people can 't tell by ah. the accent i don 't know if that 's really a German accent you got going on there, but <laughs> ah. <laughs> living in Germany now now uh, when you were in Australia and, and you and you talked i think in our in our first program together about how you had been in the institutional type of church setting and and now you 're no longer in that type of setting. Uh, how did uh, some of this evolve in your life? And, and what, you know, I guess kind of give some of your background in the church and, and how it all evolved.
1: All right, so everyone sit down. We've got a <laughs> seven-hour conversation <laughs> ahead of us. Now, um, I'll try and try and summarize as best I can. I, um, I always believed in, in God um, in the sense that I was never an atheist, even as a kid. I, I remember praying a real simple prayer when I was a kid, and that was God... You know if you give me your love and my health, and together we can make the world a better place. You know, that was just my little simple prayer as a kid for years, and then I stopped mm. praying. But I never lost faith in God, I, and but I totally thought that the Bible and everything else was was basically written by businessmen, and it was just corrupt. And, <laughs> and later, I learned that actually the Bible is definitely not written by corrupt men, but uh, most certainly was used by corrupt men. To, <laughs> But uh, but the Bible itself, you know, is so glorious and divine and, and beautiful. But I didn't think that at the time and uh, uh, I'm a musician as well and uh, I was studying music at the time and um, I was had to go outside and write a song at college and someone came up to me and uh, asked me if they could do a survey with me. You know, those sneaky evangelists out there? <laughs> That's what
0: I was thinking when you said
1: that. They're sneaky evangelists. Anyway, he... um. He wanted to do a survey and, you know, <laughs> I can't remember really what was on the, um, you know, probably asking what's the, the best movie you've seen in your life. But somehow it gets to the gospel. And uh, I was quite a, you know, I guess everyone's a little proud. Everyone thinks they're kind of a bit of a wise guy, smart. So I I have answers normally for people about anything. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I had answers for him as well. He asked about God and, do you believe in God? I was like, yeah. And... um what about Jesus? And I said, sure, Jesus is great. And do you believe he's the son of God? And said, yeah, oh, sure. I mean, I grew up uh, with a Catholic kind of uh, background, Irish Catholic. And so all these things were no problem for me. You know, I guess in, in uh, not just in theory. I mean, I did believe it, but still didn't really have a life in me, you know, um, in the sense of didn't know much or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, they he asked me a bunch of questions, and he, I kept on having some kind of answers that he wasn't expecting, but he obviously looked at me... And the way you just know when someone actually knows Christ or not, and probably could see, you know, this guy doesn't know him, but he's got the right answers somehow. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then he said, well, what do you think about the Bible? And uh, and I said, oh, the Bible? Uh, you know, Bible is just a book probably written by a businessman or something. And anyway, I'm a good person. I don't need the Bible. <laughs> like, you know, I'm good, good guy. And and he said to me, well, if you call yourself a Christian, if you th- if you say you're a Christian, then you have to believe the Bible is is really God's word. Because if you don't, you know, what does your faith stand on? You know, then then Christianity's a lie. If the Bible's a lie, and uh, so therefore, don't call yourself kind of a Christian. And and that kind of really rocked me. And I came up with some great answer. I can't remember <laughs> what I said, but um, but anyway, he went away, and and I straight away just knew. I haven't. Really, settled things with God, you know, and and I end up writing God a song, and uh, and it, geez, wow. it's getting a little emotional here. That's amazing, isn't it? No matter how mm-hmm. often you tell your testimony, mm-hmm. um, I wrote a song to God, and I basically the song just said, "I already know, but I'm just not ready yet," you know. And so I, I guess I recognized in myself I actually do need to to get right with God in the sense of, you know, I knew I, I, I guess I knew I had to give Him myself. But I was kind of like a fan, but God wanted me mm. in the band. You know? Oh wow! <laughs> I wear the T-shirt, you know, and uh, but I didn't wanna, didn't wanna join the band. And anyway, um, six months later, I had to fit this into seven minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway, I had a, um, I had a band, and the band fell apart, and girlfriend fell apart, and kind of life. Just, I was a real go-getter, you know. I've always had this kind of, I just just try, keep trying to do it. Stuff you know, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing ever worked out. But I, I, I just try to do it anyway. You know, I tried to join a. I wanted to be in a band, and um. And I couldn't sing, and I couldn't play guitar. But I had a message. You know, it's always been this. Something is a message, in me and uh, and I tried to join a band, but I didn't have a guitar. Sorry, I'm sucking up time here, but no problem at then, all. This is all I good stuff. <laughs> I couldn't play guitar, and I and I couldn't sing, but I wanted to. Because I was right, I was a writer, and I used to like writing songs and and you know i'd go to to take a thing out looking someone's looking for a singer, and I'd go there and basically just try to sing and you know <laughs> it's, it's terribly embarrassing thinking back at it because <laughs> I was just a really bad singer, and you know the, I remember them it looked to me like they were trying to hold in laughter, you know, and at the time i couldn't understand I thought maybe they're really impressed or something but uh Anyway, obviously it didn't work out, and I couldn't get into a band. So I said, "Well, uh, that's okay. I'll just start my own band then," you know. <laughs> huh? So I put a, an ad in the paper for a drummer and a bass player and a guitarist. And um, and you know, the drummer came over, and you know, I couldn't play guitar, I couldn't sing, and and he was actually quite a real, quite a good drummer. And and somehow he just decided to join. I think he just wanted some friends, you know. Um, <laughs> he just wanted to hang out. So I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll join." I'm like, "Well." you know i could play basically one riff i made up which was you know <laughs> terrible but anyway it somehow worked out and we started a band and over the years we kind of got better and um but it all fell apart all fell apart in the end and um and a bunch of other stuff happened that were also kind of disheartening with friends and family and you know you name it and uh and i kind of got to the point where i thought you know i always can pick myself up you know and um and I always did, and, but I went out and got n- incredibly drunk after this terrible gig that we had, it was just a terrible gig, and, um, and I said to my bass player, uh, who also was my best friend, we were driving to the pub and I was totally quiet, and, and after about 20 minutes I said to him, I said, you know what, I think I've never felt this bad before. And uh, he turned to me and said to me, you know what, I don't think I've ever seen you this bad before. I'm generally quite a positive guy, and I was always a kind of go-getter. But uh, I just kind of hit the wall of, am I going to have to pick myself up again and mm-hmm. just keep keep going? And uh, and of course I could have done that. And so we went out and got really drunk, and woke up the next afternoon. Oh. told you how big the night was? <laughs> and in my spirit, you know, in my heart, I guess I just kind of thought I, I could have gone and speak with God, you know. And uh, there was church that I kind of. Part of my school, I was in a Catholic school, and um, so I got up and went straight to to this old Catholic church, and yeah, I went into the, this church and uh, sat in the back row, you know, or in the middle, or come wherever I was, and um, and listening to the the priest, and uh, he read from the Bible. I think it was from the um, Gospel of Luke, and he just read out this scripture, and it basically was where Jesus said, um, "Unless you're willing to give up everything and follow me." You 're not worthy to be my disciple, and that just really um, hit me you know it's that whole thing of the Holy Spirit convicts you uh, when you're an unbeliever and that was it that was mm. like I just recognized in that moment man you know what that's me i'm I'm like one of these guys following Jesus at a distance but I'm not a disciple you know what and I knew everything wasn't money or whatever I knew it was like my idea you know whatever that was and anyway um, the offering Basket came around, and I searched in my pockets, and I found uh, found about twelve dollars worth in there of change left over from the night before. You know, and it's lucky I didn't have ten grand or something. I would have put it, <laughs> empty, put it all in. You know, in. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, but anyway, only had like about twelve dollars. But I put it all into the offering, and I just thought, you know, I, I look back and I can recognize that was kind of symbolic for me. And I just knelt down and I said, God, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I've been trying to live life without you, you know. Uh, and I said to—I remember saying to Jesus, I said, Jesus, I don't know what to do in this life, but I don't want to do—I don't want to do anything uh, unless you're leading mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was no idea that you had to do this to be saved. There was no, of course, no altar call. Right. Like this was uh, wasn't wasn't like make a decision. It was just this thing of like, man, I, God, I'm sorry that I'm. Just not walking with you, and Jesus, I don't care what I have to do, but I want to do it with you. And, and anyway, I did that, and um, and afterwards, church finished, and I kind of left, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting, you know. And I was walking home, and uh, <clears throat> I had to walk through this big field, you know. And I was walking through this big field, and um, I, I was thinking about what kind of happened, and I heard someone walking behind me, you know, like when when someone's walking behind you on grass and you can hear the grass right yeah and i thought one of my friends was sneaking up on me to clip me over the ear or something You that's know, so why i swung around real quick in defense you know kind of kung fu style and uh and that one was there Oh. and that was bizarre to me that was like well i'm sure there was someone walking behind me and just in a big empty field so it couldn't be hiding and uh and anyway i turned back around and just as i kind of was thinking to myself god that, that was strange I felt somebody I felt someone walking behind me again, and then I felt someone put their hand on my shoulder and uh just in that moment, I got completely filled with the Holy Spirit and like talk about change i wow. mean I was a really radically different person. I started laughing and dancing. I literally danced home i mean this would have been quite a sight um and no one really <laughs> knew what happened to me. I was just so in awe of God and uh and, you know, the thing that I was saying to people was, they were saying, like, what happened to you? You know, like, I had friends and some of my friends, you know, they were like, man, I didn't know you took drugs. You know, like, <laughs> what What are you on? And I'm like, nothing, man. I don't know what's happened. But I know God now. You know, I'm like, totally, I can't explain this, but um, I was just probably the most happiest person. I mean, no, my family didn't know what to do with me. I just couldn't <laughs> believe what had happened. and And I didn't. Have anyone else to talk to about it, and I didn't have any idea of the whole thing about being filled with the Holy Spirit or being saved or being born again or becoming a new creation. this stuff i didn't know i didn't think I was saved you know i i didn't understand that theology, but, mm-hmm. but all this stuff happened to me anyway and uh and God just did a huge um a huge work in me and um you know I remember saying to my friend you know my friends were we were really close friends so they really respected this change and um, and I remember one of my friends said to me we were out and, uh, and and I used to be a very big drinker and so I wanted to stop drinking and I am, in fact I did stop drinking but I thought to myself well I want to still connect with my friends because I want to tell them about what had happened and I want them to you know right. uh, to know and so what we did was go out to a pub or whatever and, and have a few drinks That's, that was kind of social and so I remember being out at a club or a pub or something, and um, and my friend had had a few drinks, and he kind of came over, and we started talking, and he said to me, you know, he said Mick, what um, what has happened to you? You know, <laughs> and uh, he's like, what what's happened? You know, you, something you just it's the same. You're the same, but you know, you're different, you know. And uh, and I said, man, I don't know how to explain it, you know. And I said, the, you know how, like I was saying, my friend. Um, you know how you always think about sex? Like always that's your default? He said, Yeah. I said, Well that's what it's like for me now, but with God. God. That's how, huh. God is my default setting. It's just what I think about all the time. I have to work hard mm. not to think about it. I said, I don't know why. But I'm just I'm just in this relationship with God and and it's it's just part of who I am now and uh And I I just found it amazing, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to explain it to people that uh, I just know Jesus. And and of course, all my friends grew up in this kind of Catholic environment, and so I never thought, like, you're not saved, because I still didn't understand any of that kind of theology or whatever. I just thought, you know what? I really know God, and I'm sure you can know Him like this as well. I'm sure it's not because of something I've done. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but no one told me about this, but I can tell you about it, you know. Um, and so I was really excited to, to try to explain it to people. And anyway, I I went on a huge journey. Uh, I mean, I ne- I'd never met anyone else that was born again that understood this stuff. And I never read the Bible. And I didn't have any kind of connection with any kind of Christian ideas and stuff. Um, but it was just me and God. And God just did. I just, it was just I feel now a lot of my ministry and a lot of what I do is try to encourage people that you can live by the Spirit and you can walk in the Spirit and you can trust the Spirit. And and I think God did that to me because He showed me for a whole year without a Bible, without a church community, without anything, without any knowledge even, He was enough for hmm. me. You know, the Spirit would lead me and I, He taught me so much and he, he revealed so much of His nature to me and He released me from from so much things, you know. and. Uh, uh. He journeyed with me, and he saw my weaknesses and my failures, but I never felt I couldn't speak to him about it. It just was natural that, Lord, you know, God help me, you know, because I never had anyone telling me that I shouldn't be doing stuff. So, there was therefore no condemnation to when I failed wow. at anything. And, uh,
0: oh, if only that could be the same for everybody, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I know, and, and uh, you know, I was really confused at the at the time, at times, you know, and uh, I went out one after about a year. I moved out with a friend of mine, and and uh, we went out to to celebrate. And we had a few drinks somewhere, and and I just got sick of that. Even that whole idea it was like, I don't want to do do this. Like this is, you know, and uh, and I left and I walked home, and and I was walking home and I was saying to God, you know, well just to backtrack, about six months into it, I try to figure out what God was doing with me and and I came up to the conclusion of this. It's like, I think God wants me to help others to know Him the way I now know Him. Or mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was basically, you know, the spirit of an, an evangelist, I guess, you know, but I couldn't, I didn't know any of these words. I just was trying to figure it out. I'm like, everyone I speak to, I just want them to know God the way I know Him. That's all I want, you know, and, um. But after a year, I was walking home, and and I was kind of a bit a bit mad—not mad, but frustrated. Or and I remember crying out to God, and I said, "God," I said, "I need, I need help. I feel like you want me to tell people about you and and share who you are with people, but it's like I don't, you know, I've got nothing. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to do. I, you know, I need you need to help me out here. You need to 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 do something, or and um." And God spoke to me, and it was—it was like an you know, it's not an audible voice, but you know, like a in your spirit, you never would say this or think this. And um, and God really spoke to me really clearly, and He said to me, uh, "Look to Peter, and look to Paul." And I just knew that meant, although I think it's an unraveling revelation for me, even still. But uh, was get a Bible, you know. Hmm. And the mm-hmm. next day, I went out and bought a Bible, and. And um, I was reading and I was then, from that day on, obsessed with the Bible. And I was saying to my flatmate, he wasn't a believer, Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. And I'm reading through, you know, Acts or the Gospel of John or something. I'm saying, look, look, this is what happened to me. And this whole thing about being born again, you know what, I'm not trying to explain that thing to you before. That's what this <laughs> That's is. That's what it is. <laughs> and, you know, and my whole story that my friend had heard, me babble in all sorts of crazy ways to express an inner transformation. Um, I could then just look in the Bible and actually just see the whole story of what happens to a believer, and and that was incredible for me because it wasn't like someone telling me this is what will happen when you believe. It was just me reading a testimony in a sense of what happened to me already. You know that that's why it was so easy to agree with it. Right. Um, and that really changed me. I really grew a lot then. But um, I was speaking to a friend the other day about this whole um point And, and I, I was saying, you know, the thing that I look back on, or I look back on at the time, was not, um, why didn't anybody tell me to read the Bible? You know, I still went to this Catholic church and I talked with some people, you know, no one ever said anything about the Bible or told me or whatever. But my my, my real question was not whether why didn't anyone else tell me to read the Bible, it was, why didn't God tell me to read the Bible? You know, because I was really intimately walking with the Holy Spirit. I mean he was you know, I could have I could have written in a sense the gospel without ever reading it because when I read it it's like man this all this stuff happened to me. So it was a hugely spiritual year, but um but God never once kinda of said to me, Read the Bible. If he just said it I would have done it. Um and it never even entered my mind. Hmm. And again I think God was showing me or proving to me, I guess. You know the spirit is capable of leading you
0: that it's the spirit and it's, right mm-hmm.
1: and uh and the Bible is a hugely a huge blessing to us in the sense that it's a testimony uh, it's the testimony of of Christ you know when you look at it and you see Christ in it um and that's its value you know but it's um but the spirit is capable of of leading us and um teaching us and and I think that was um a big part of what the spirit was doing then.
0: Oh yeah, Mick, that is that is really just fascinating. You know, I have uh, I have a friend who let's use the phrase came to the Lord in that kind of way. He didn't know it was Jesus at first. He had no clue. He he just he just knew that something had happened in his life and you know, it was I think several weeks or several months later that he realized uh through some other people talking that it was Jesus. And that really does go to show that it's all about grace. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's you know, it's about him uh, his work that he does in and through us you know we really we just walk we just continue walking in that in what he's doing in us and thanks so much for sharing all this i think this is really going to help a lot of people uh, understand this this spirit and, and this grace life uh, so much so uh, we'll uh, have uh, another program with mick next week thanks a lot mick
1: thanks Mike.